Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a spoiler talk review for The Owl House, Season 2, Episode 6, dubbed Hunting Palisman. Joined with me, as always, is my good friend, Mark, via satellite radio. Let the world hear your voice, your wondrous, beautiful, often degrading voice, Mark. How are you hanging in there? What do you mean, degrading? Wait a minute. Was that an attack? I feel attacked. You know, as everything, Mark, things sound like an attack, but it's actually a compliment. Are you as confused as I am? Probably. But I'll tell you what's not confusing. Enjoying our content like this. You guys already know, Mark and I, we like to talk about animation, whether in TV or movies. We enjoy it, and we love sharing our opinions with you, as well as hearing your thoughts on those said animated content. So be sure to subscribe to this channel, like reviews like this, and share among your friends and family. It really helps. But without further ado, Mark, let the folks know, what is this episode Hunting Palisman all about? I'm glad you asked, Matt. Well, during a meeting with the Coven heads, Emperor Bellos suffers from curse-like ailments and asks the Golden Guard, his nephew named Hunter, to go find him more Palisman to keep it at bay. Unfortunately for our heroes at Hexide, it's Palisman Adoption Day provided by the Bat Queen because there's not enough wood, a uh, Palisman wood, that is, for young witches to to really make staffs anymore, pretty much because the Emperor's probably been, you know, draining the life of Palisman. And while plenty of students do manage to find it a Palisman to adopt, Luz doesn't because she finds she ha doesn't have a commitment, really. She wants to be a witch, but what does that even mean? So, during the night, Luz goes back to the school to try and connect with a Palisman, only to be kidnapped, along with the Palisman, by the Golden Guard, who then get attacked by a crazy hand dragon that is under the control of Kikimura, because she pretty much wants to kill the Golden Guard because he's essentially the number two to the Emperor and she doesn't like sharing. And the two have to avoid a giant hand dragon, deal with the fact that Hunter maybe isn't as powerful as we thought he was, especially without his staff, and, you know, maybe learn to understand each other along the way. And maybe, just maybe, one of them will go home with a cute little cardinal palisman of their very own. And that's about the summary of it without giving away too many spoilers before we get into it. Matt, what did you think of the episode? Definitely to get the highlight out of the way for me personally is I like the whole, as you said, Mark, before we start recording, we actually like the fact that we start to challenge Luz on why does she even want to become a witch? What is the practicality behind that? Say she learns magic, say she becomes a witch. Well, what is she going to do with that learned magic? And the fact that in order to gain a palisman, you have to have that certain conviction. But Luz hasn't really thought that much ahead. And I kind of like that we explored that a little bit more. He gave us an opportunity to kind of really flesh out what is her dreams? Like, where does she see herself in the future outside of just reuniting with her mom in the human world? So I gotta give props to that. I really like that we came back around to that. No, yeah, this is the first time in a while, pretty much since the beginning of the series, we've had Luz's sensibilities of a magical world and even her role in it challenged, really, so much like in the beginning where she, you know, she discovered it isn't like a young adult novel. This is, well, actually a lot of young adult novels are pretty horrible and dystopian. But, you know, it's not high fantasy. It's not everybody has a purpose and everything. This is, it's kind of just being real with Luz. What do you want from this world? This world just isn't going to give you things. And I think that's really cool and kind of something fun we don't do a lot with a lot of narratives, especially ones where the main character finds himself in another magical fantasy world. And yeah, no, that was probably a highlight for me. I know a lot of people really like the relationship that winds up kind of 
growing between Hunter and Luz. Uh, I liked it a lot, but Matt, we both kind of agreed that maybe this was a little fast for us, given that we just kind of met the Golden Guard as a threat, and, you know, we kind of maybe would have liked to have seen him be more of a direct threat to Luz and everybody. Not that we didn't like what happened, just maybe that it came a little too fast for us. What did you think? You know, I know we didn't really talk much about this, Mark, but I feel like, and I know the production behind the Owl House seemed to be pretty open to the creator, as far as I could tell, but I feel like lately with some animated TV shows, that plot lines needed to be rushed a few times. Maybe that's because of what's been going on in the world with the pandemic. I wonder if that had something to do with the fact that the Golden Guard just has only really appeared twice for us and suddenly we're starting to humanize him, kind of give him the Zuko treatment of a possible redemption arc, which clearly that's where we were headed. But yes, I feel like we should have had a little bit more time with him as an antagonist figure and then reel in and show him his face, his true name to our main character, Luce, and what kind of person he actually could be instead of just being a pawn to the Emperor Bellows. Absolutely. And like I said, I don't think either of us necessarily disliked how it was handled, just that it was handled so abruptly. I actually was very shocked that we actually had the full reveal of him, his name, his face, and his own relationship to Bellows so quickly into the season. Although, I mean, we are halfway through the halfway point here, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But I kind of would have expected that as more of maybe kind of the beginning of the second season if we had uh, him kind of be the square off at the end of this little mini half of the series i don't know it did just yeah feel a little rushed to me i did like it i actually do like hunter kind of as a character i think he's pretty fun and everything i actually kind of was surprised how immature he was i think he kind of had even as a direct antagonist a bit of a immaturity to him but like a lot of people were even going as far as to saying him and Luz almost had a sibling dynamic thing going on there which was interesting i mean the guy licked her hand when she was trying to cover his mouth for pit's sake that seems pretty that's desperate move yeah that was that was a desperate move for a guy who just fell out of an airship but i mean god i love airships yeah but uh what did you think of well, I guess uh, keeping we'll keep going on the spots. What did you think of Hunter getting uh, the Palisman, the Cardinal, sort of dubbed Little Rascal? I guess, for lack of a better term, I can't say I didn't see it coming. I saw it coming pretty easily. But um, do you think that was maybe just a little too on the nose for us, hinting at his redemption, maybe, or just or were you happy for him? Even I was happy for him. Yes, and to echo what you said. I do like the whole thing of Hunter being more fleshed out, being a little bit more deeper than one might initially assume being a bad guy. Him getting his own palisman staff, I think really speaks to like what kind of conviction he might have in mind outside of just being the number two to the emperor. I didn't entirely see that coming, but I do know that's one of the two options that could have happened. Luce could have got the cardinal as her palisman, and it seemed like throughout the episode, like the cardinal kept hanging around her the most. Heck, it even kind of emoted along with her during certain situations. And I thought, yeah, that would have been kind of cute considering the fact that she was tutored under an owl-themed witch. Well, Luce can't be an owl, but give her a little bird too of a cardinal or something. But it going to Hunter to me kind of makes a little bit more sense considering everything we're led up. And plus, Mark, we didn't really mention the secret B plot, if you want to call it that, that Ida and King went out to try to get Luce raw material to build her own palisman staff, even though the resources for that is extremely rare nowadays. It would have been kind of awkward if Ida 
Vegeta's whatever journey she did, came back, gave her the materials, but then all of a sudden, Cardinal comes in, so it's like, no, nah, I'm going to be Luce's staff. That kind of would have undermined that whole thing, even though we didn't get to see that plot line. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. And also, Hunter showed conviction in front of the palace men. He, his conviction of wanting his own future and stuff like that. So it, it makes sense it would go to him. And I mean, I'm kind of glad we didn't see the B-plot in this episode, because that would have ruined a bit of the ending for us if we knew even even had a hint of what Ida and King were up to. And I do like the fact that, one, they just stole it, and two, even pretty much without magic, Ida's just a good thief. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no, you you brought up to a point where it's like, if they did show it, then that would have taken away that theory of people wondering, hey, I wonder if Luce is going to get the Cardinal. But yeah, I had no problem with that execution in terms of all that. And it is worth mentioning just while we're at it, at the very least, the Emperor and Hunter, or at the very least, their family, seem to be witches that cannot perform magic, whether how much that relates, at least naturally, the way we've come to understand it with the sack that's attached to a witch's heart, as so was so horribly pointed out earlier in this series. But that's very interesting. I think a lot of people are running with the theory that at the if the Emperor is not the human, I forget his name, who ventured to the vo- Boiling Isles, maybe him and Hunter are at the very least descendants of said human, possibly. But also, and, and that's that main theory, really. I'm kind of leaning that way a little bit more now, though if he is the original human, that does make things more interesting, because Hunter does say he was also found by Bellows. So it's a little, I don't know, there's some ambiguity to their familial relationship, I suppose, for me personally. And um, I guess, if anything, you know, if Golden Knight isn't going to necessarily be the main threat under Bellows, at least as much as we thought, I think it at least definitely probably cements Kikimura as being that kind of threat. And there's more threats to come. I mean, we got the reveal of the Coven leaders who gathered around at the beginning to kind of see, I suppose, a prophecy of what Bellows might be trying to do with the human world. So threats will definitely start popping up way more prominently here on out, I think. For sure. And I think at that, we can all agree. We're definitely looking forward to it. Happy with the direction the season is going, even if it's going a little fast, though. I think really, in a lot of ways, that's kind of been the Owl House's MO. It really doesn't linger on things or drag things out the way a lot of other series do in the uh, how to put in the more overarching story format, which is kind of nice. I think maybe this was maybe just the first time we saw it maybe not work as well for us, or at least what we wanted out of it, but still very enjoyable. But uh, one last thing from me, I do love we finally see Principal Bump without his hat, and it turns out his hat is actually his palisman, and it's the cute little demon, and he actually has majestic flowing hair. He just can't see very well, and his palisman helps him with that. And it's really cute. I actually love Bump a lot as a side character, and, you know, yeah, they gave him the kind of the Adventure Time Finn locks treatment, which, you know, is always fun when you have a character who always wears a hat, you know, take it off, and it's not their bald or something, I guess. But yeah, no, a lot of fun, and looking forward to it more. Absolutely. Well, folks, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of this episode of The Owl House Season 2, Episode 6, Hunting Palisman? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, consider going to my Patreon. And if you want to watch me do some animation, check me out on Twitch. I usually stream on weekends. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Oh.